This episode is brought to you by Only the Real Entertainment and Media Den Productions. K. I'm gonna be a caveman when they drop. But let's talk, man. It's summertime. Uh usually we starving when talking about hoops, but luckily we've had the fever going on, which we're gonna get into a little bit more. Uh I see the summer workouts, you guys. I'm I'm proud of y'all. Got my boy Tyler. He looks defined, lean, stronger. Happy for him because you know he's had injury problems in the past, but he looks to be stronger from what I've seen. Uh, we got the Lakers, the Western Conference uh, runner-ups back in the lab together. You know, LeBron is the hardest working man of all time. He's coming to his 21st season, which is ridiculous. Um, and there's no been nobody who's played in their 21st season that's averaged double-digit points. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be around floating around 20. Granted, he uh, keeps his health there. Had everybody pull up, except Austin Reeves, who's, of course, uh, in FIBA. Um, I saw Dilo running some pickup as well over there at China, looking pretty solid, of course. Um, but everybody looks back together, um, which is great. Picking up a full training camp for that team and that squad with all the trades that they made at the trade deadline is super important especially, you know, LeBron and AD being the two best players uh, leading the way. Austin is balling in FIBA. <laughs> he looks tough. He looks like he's the second to third best player on that roster, which says a lot about his mindset, about his skill set. And he's definitely my pick for most improved player. Um, just because I think he's just going to handle the ball a lot more. LeBron trusts him to make great decision, great decisions with the basketball as does Darvin Ham, so I'm looking for him to have a, a solid season anywhere from, you know, 15 to, to 17 points a game. Um, <clears throat> and then we have Stephen Clay playing lots of pickup. Steph is Steph. He's a top 12 player of all time. You can make arguments. He's top 10. I won't beat you down and beat you up about it. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, Clay as well. I know Clay is locked in. Um, he spoke a lot about it in the podcast with uh, Paul George about being locked in and, um, you know, just having a group chat with Chris Paul who desperately wants to win himself um, a championship before he, you know, he goes out into the sunrise. This, isn't, this for Chris Paul isn't a LeBron James thing where he's 6'8", 6'9", and the game comes easy to him. He's a smaller uh, guard. Um so his shelf life is different than, you know, a taller wing um, usually is. So I'm rooting for them um, to make a push for a championship for sure, for certain. And, you know, if Chris Paul doesn't start, I'm definitely looking for him to add a six-man of the year resume to an already stellar 
um, you know, fringe top five point guard of all time resume. Um, I'm looking at my boy Jimmy, being Jimmy, super likable. Happy you wearing the Heat uniform, my brother. Um, he's playing around with kids. I seen the clip of him saying, "Why don't you play me one v one?" He said, "Hey, you got money? I don't play for free." <laughs> that was hilarious, uh, but it's good. He's around kids, getting involved. Uh, he has a meme that I posted on my Twitter. Uh, speaking of Twitter, I'm over here getting notifications. I apologize about that. Let me focus in on y'all boys. Um, so, yeah, Jimmy's Jimmy's locked in. I'm, and I seen that he had the dang time at a camp. He's making a push. He's trolling, doing what he does. So inspirational, my franchise player. Um, then we got Ben. I just rhyme without trying. Literally. Uh, then we got Ben. He spoke extensively about his tenure um, and basically the past two years, two and a half years, what's been going on with him. Um, Gilbert Arenas did an excellent breakdown of exactly the what was going on behind the curtains. Um, ben, Simmons basic, ben Simmons basically vowed to make a big comeback. He's getting trolled in the comments. You guys know how I feel about Ben Simmons if you listen to the previous podcast episodes. Um, but I think what Gilbert said was very enlightening as far as, you know, mental health goes. When you're playing, you know, basketball at a high level or you have played at a high level, Ben Simmons is... Ben Simmons wasn't a bum. Let's just, let's just keep it a stack. He was an all-world defender, an all-star without a jumper. Um... But he was an all-star still regardless, you know, putting up 18, basically 16 and 8, and, and 16, 8, and 8. Um, he got, you know, all the accolades, um, all the praise when he was in Philly, and then um, the Trey Young situation happens, and, you know, Doc Rivers and Joel basically slander him in the media, and then he wants out, um, and then he has to play hardball to get his way. Um, and he lost millions of dollars because they kept fighting him every time he didn't show up. So he goes to Brooklyn coming off of back surgery, which I don't know if anybody has attempted to play with a back. It's kind of impossible. You can't get in a defensive stance. It hurts to run. It hurts to sit down on the bench. Um, I would have rather have a lower extremity injury than a back injury because it's your entire body that's being affected by the middle of your body, right? Um, so he has a less than stellar season to be absolutely kind. I think he stuck up the joint. But Gilbert Arenas gave an astute point. Um, first off, he got all his money back from Philadelphia. Um, and he stated that, you know, basically... Um, he had to show that he was, you know, audibly hurt and that he couldn't go to obtain that money. So, which is nuts. And it's very intelligent and very sly uh, of him to go ahead and get those those millions of dollars back, right? He's trained all his life, but, you know, his, his franchise essentially gave up on him and went to the media about him, which you should never do. You should always have your guys back no matter how bad the loss you know, feels. So I want to see him do good. 
I think it's good for the lead to have a tall wing. He's 6'10", moves like, moves like a deer, or moved like a deer uh, when we knew Ben to be Ben, and he was an all-world defender, could pass the ball with the best of them. Um, and, yeah, mental health is definitely important. I'm definitely not piling on. I want to see if he can make that comeback. I'm interested. We've seen this, though, before, right? We've seen Ben Simmons take jumpers, make jumpers during these summer videos, but then you get in front of a crowd and you get in front of an arena and the depth perception is different. And now your mind is working like, what do these people think about me, et cetera? And it can distract you. So I'm rooting for him to, to do well. Um, so let's talk. You know, let's get into real talk. Look, I don't know about you, but I like my hoops unfiltered, especially if it's about that Miami Heat. Heat Nation stand up here. If you do too, then tune in to Real Hoops. There's nothing better than hearing straight up unadulterated talk about ball and all the chaos that comes with it. You can go find Real Hoops on all podcast platforms. Go enjoy and run it up for your boy. You're... Um, real talk, man. Hey, listen. Kenya Martin, let me bring this up. I want to quote him exactly. Kenya Martin says, it's tough to watch some nights because there's no resistance. How many guys averaged 30 this year? Like six, seven. That's unheard of, man. Y'all can score. Everybody ain't that damn good, man. Um, Hemi and Hemi good. Mr. Martin, you are an all-world defender. Uh, your son is phenomenal, by the way. I want to give you the kudos because uh, not a lot of uh, not a lot of former players' sons get to um, this level and be a productive player like Mr. Junior is. Um, super athletic, just like you were, um, and I think the Clippers got a steal because of what he can contribute to that roster, uh, especially when Knights. PG and Kawhi's out, right? So first of all, I definitely want to give you kudos to that. However, for you to say that not everybody's that damn good, it's a lie. People were that damn good when you played as well. The difference is you could touch them up. Your first three seasons, hand-checking was allowed. You could put a bow on somebody. You could dictate where they go. Not only that, you played in an era where there was an actual traditional four, right? The four would be within the, you know, 17 to 20 range. If you get a mid-range, you'll be solid. If you can't, you're kind of more of a tweener. You're not a wing, not fast enough to guard wings. You're not big enough to be a big or not athletic enough to be a big. So you got your four coming down. So when your guards came in the paint, you're now dealing with three on top of your man being on your back, the five more than likely is coming from the help side and the four can make up enough ground to go ahead and help and then allow the defense to rotate. Now, I don't need to explain the game to Kenyon Martin. He he was an astute player uh, when he played in an all-world defender. Here's my argument to that. When older, I don't want to say older, that sounds condescending and I don't want to do that when previous players or the previous generation from the 2000s or earlier than that tries to basically say there's no defense being played. Here's the thing. There's 
so many ways to create offense now. There's so many counter moves. There's so many ways that we can learn. And we have this thing called a cellular device, which more than likely you're listening to me on, that allows the entire world to have access to information. Now, with that information, you can sit up there and do drills in your in your little room, put up your phone, get a basketball, and start dribbling. Start dribbling. You can run drills by yourself if you start dribbling, if you don't have the means to hire a coach. This information was not given to y'all. It's not your fault. Just a different era. That being said, people are pulling up from 30. Your four-man is really a three-man masqueraded that can shoot the lights out so you cannot drop down. So instead of three players clinging on to you when you drive to the paint, you now only really have two if your five is quick enough and the rest of your roster is quick enough to go ahead and not have to drive and kick, which a lot of times the drive and kick is going to be open, right? And people are shooting more threes at a higher clip. The pace is faster. The spacing is a lot more wider. Can you imagine a Kobe Bean Bryant? If you take Kobe Bryant from 2006 and you implant him in today's game with all the space, he's not having to uh, deal with the second defender uh, with Smush Parker uh, coming off or, or, or Chris Mim or people like that. Like He's dealing with a solid five who could hoop. Um, spacing is more affluent. Um guys know more moves and there's really only one way that you can play defense you stand in front of your man you move your hips now when you have these new moves out can you show me any new moves defensively that you can put to implement into that when you cannot touch these people you can't right because you can learn new offensive strategies but defense for the most part is linear and it's effort now this guy is killing me right now because he has all the space in the world but I have all the space in the world too so I'm going to go get a bucket as well to try to tire him out. Yes, these guys are as good. You mean to tell me a Steph Curry can't go to your era and drop whatever he needs to drop, pulling up from 30? Even with a hand check, you can't do that. You you set a screen and he's pulled. There's not really much you can do to that. What am I doing with a Kevin Durant who's seven feet tall and who could dribble like a guard and pull up from 30 as well? What I'm going to do with that? What I'm going to do with a Luka Doncic who's slithery and strong and can get to where wherever he needs to go? And he doesn't even shoot the free throw well. He's like sub-70, I believe, if off the top of my head. But it doesn't matter because he has the space, he has the pace, and he can do what he like. And we can continue to go down the road. Jokic is him. Embiid is him. These are people you could drop in any era, and they're averaging 20 and 10. I'm sorry to tell you. So to answer your question, my, my brother in Christ, these guys are that good. I could drop Giannis in your area, and I can say that he may be essentially a little bit better than Kevin Garnett was, who's only behind to Tim Duncan. It's a fact. So you guys, you got to be realistic. Stop it with the, ain't too many guys that good. Yes, it is. The game evolves every single day. The best player in the world hasn't been American since LeBron was the best player in the world. And he hasn't been for about four seasons now. It just is what it is. The game evolves. Thank you to the predecessors for allowing us to go ahead and get the, our product in front of these people. And allow me to even have a, you know, a podcast. We're doing what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? And there is defense. It's just you can't do anything. What, what am I supposed to do with Dame Lillard hitting the game winner over Paul George? 
follow? What, what, what am I doing? These guys are that good. They could put the bucket in the hole. And with the rule changes implemented, as well as the personnel that we now have in the NBA right now, it just is what it is, Kenyon. It just is what it is. That being said, I'm out. Well, what am I listening to tomorrow? Uh, Tierra Chanice, out Tierra Chanice. She's on my uh, album, Heartbreak Hundreds. She's dropping tomorrow. Um, and I feel like I'm missing somebody important that's dropping tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I'm tapped in. Um, next week is 2K. Y'all want to get your head smacked by me in the game. It's Young Rilla, 954 on PSN. Get your head cracked for the free. 24 will be copped. Uh, and everybody will be dropped. <laughs> I do, y'all. This was a longer one, but I wanted to really get into the nook and crannies of it. I'm going to holler at y'all next time. Yeah. It's Young Rilla, baby.